have some. I spilled my coffee <laughs> in the fir- in the opening shot. You spilled your it. coffee already? Yeah. Cool. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Welcome to the show. As always, I am here with my co-hosts, Abigail Gardner. Covered in coffee. Here I am. Ready to talk about movies. Sign, sealed, delivered. I'm yours, baby. Oh, look at that. Cut that out. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. who, who are you talking to? Well, I mean, I was quoting the song. Okay, there you go. Uh, Jacob Walsh, how are you, man? Hey, I'm tired. You're I'm tired. To be honest, I don't know why it's 7 o'clock in the, in the evening. Um, We're all exhausted. We're mentally fried. Tired. Yeah, I'm feeling tired. I t- I'll tell you why I'm tired. I took one of those, like, you know, sometimes you take those naps and they're really good. Yeah. But then, like a restorative nap. But then, like, 70% of the time you take a nap and you wake up feeling bad. Hey, when I take a nap, any nap, one of those, like where a cloud of anger just sort of stews and seeps over you. Yeah. You sleeping. Craig, you called me earlier and it, like, kind of woke, I was like sleeping and it kind of woke me up and I got so mad you were calling. I was like, what? I was like, he's trying to podcast right now. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, go back to sleep. And I like went back to sleep for a little bit. And I had I, the same experience. I was sleeping and then Craig came in to wake me up for the podcast. And I was like, mm. I'm like uh, Charlie Bucket and Willy Wonka going amongst the people of the town to let them know that they won the golden ticket and it's time to podcast. <laughs> sure. There it is. Uh, no, you know, I get it. Sometimes I take a nap and I wake up and I have existential dread and I think about my own mortality. Whoa. Um, what a nap does to you? Because you wake up and you're like, that was basically like being dead. Is that what you did? Was. Yeah. Yeah. The ants are leading you around. You're hey. walking in a line. Hey, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Abby's been reading. Hey, listen, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're going to get right into it because we're having fun. Next week, we are going to be at galaxy's edge at disney world orlando Um, yeah yeah that's not the big one though well we also have halloween horror nights that's the big one i almost called it hollywood horror nights and then i almost called it hollywood hogan nights so halloween horror nights what if you went to that and instead of scare actors it's just all hulk hogan's (laughs) that's dragon con (laughs) hulk hogan's Yeah. Wait, brother. Hollywood Hogan nights would be really they funny. They still have the chainsaws. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. It's like a Halloween horror Hogan night. In <laughs> 10 haunted houses, but every scare actor is Hulk Hogan. Different incarnations. There's quadruple like quadruple H. Yeah. <laughs> quadruple H? Halloween Hogan horror. No, well, that's three H's. Well, I guess it's still so triple, it's H. triple H. So I guess you're just triple H still. <laughs> I, I like quadruple H is like. Triple H leaves for a while and he comes back and he's bigger. I've got another H. <laughs> There's a fourth H. Uh, no, I like the idea of uh, scare actors being Hollywood Hogan coming up with a chainsaw like, let me tell you something, dude. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. So, yeah, we're going to be down in Orlando. Super excited about that. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We, as promised, because somebody had to do it. <laughs> and by, by the box office numbers, not a lot of people have. Uh, we have seen Exorcist. What's it called? The Believer or just Believer? Just Believer. Mm-hmm. Exorcist. I believe. Uh, we've seen the new movie directed by David Gordon Green. We're going to talk about our thoughts and feelings on the latest legacy sequel to be <laughs> infiltrating our hearts and minds. 
And then maybe we'll talk a little bit about the new pet cemetery, get into a little uh, falling of the house of Usher. There's a lot going on in the world of horror right now. So, uh, but before we do that, um, I did want to plug why. Did, YHS- did you just falling call it- of the house of Usher? You got, I thought he said, I thought he said falling into the house of Usher. Yeah, he said we'll get we'll get into falling of the house of Usher. It's fall. The fall of the house of Usher. Okay. It has nothing to do with R and B superstar Usher, which it took me four episodes to realize. You were like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Actually, earlier Abby was talking about it. I said, Hey, it's pronounced Usher. And she got so mad at me. Um, okay, so we'll talk about that. Um Let's let's just get into it. Let's get into to Exorcist. This was a movie we were all looking forward to, uh, and then we saw the trailer. Then we still yeah, based on YHS's investment level in in the franchise, I think we were looking forward to it. But the trailer didn't have us too excited. No, we started looking forward to it for different reasons. I think anybody who's listened to YHS for a long time, if you're if you're new, you might not know this. I would suggest Jacob they go into the archives to listen and experience our history, our saga with exorcist actor, Linda Blair. That was one of the early big, like YHS moments. I feel like. Yeah. All split. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I got yelled at by Linda Blair and there's a very early episode. And honestly, now that I'm thinking of it, the events of what happened are more true to like what an exorcist sequel should be than this movie. (laughs) It's um, yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, what we'll do is in the description of this episode, I will link to the original story of Linda Blair and then the second part. And then we did some fun video content, but it wasn't fake. It wasn't kayfabe. Like they say in the world of pro wrestling, this was real. Yeah. I witnessed Jacob Walsh getting yelled at by Linda Blair at the days of the dead convention. Yeah. It was shocking. Yep. Yeah. It put us on the map sort of, I mean, it in a way. <laughs> yes. It hurt you, Jacob. I know. It to put have, us on the map. What map? I don't this like a <laughs> couple hundred listener map. Um, yeah, no, I, I would say that, uh, I remember it happening and I remember it being, I remember feeling bad for you, Jacob, and being like, man, this sucks. Because when you meet somebody and they're, they like have a kind of a meltdown in front of you, it's whatever. But we turned it into like a really fun ongoing story and it yeah. sort of was rectified. I mean, listen, if your mother sucked cocks in hell, you'd be cranky too. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. Which she will not sign, by the way. Don't ask Linda Blair to sign a quote from The Exorcist. That's not why. Also, that's not why she yelled at me. I didn't ask her to no. do that. That's why she yelled at the people in front of us. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's get into this. Uh, I have some stats to read everybody. Uh, the new movie, The Exorcist Believer. It is a legacy sequel, ignores all other content seemingly that has come after the first Exorcist. Stars Leslie Odom Jr., Jennifer Nettles. Ellen Bernstein reprises her role as the mother <laughs> from the original movie. And uh, we're going to get into some spoiler territory. So that is your uh, that is your warning. Directed by David Gordon Green. Let's start there. David Gordon Green, obviously part of the um, the the Danny McBride world. I almost said the Kenny Powers directing crew. That's not a real thing. <laughs> um, by the way, the theme song from the Kenny Powers show 
Eastbound and Down. I I never knew it's a real song, and it came on just a random Spotify playlist the other day. It's like an old blues rock song, and I'm like, yeah. But anyways, okay, Jacob, let me start with you. Let's talk about our director, David Gordon Green. Here, I'm going to name a couple of his films, and we're just going to get some of your reactions. Uh, Probably his most successful movie he's done so far was the Halloween 2018 reboot. Also directed the two sequels to that, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends for Bloomhouse. He also did uh, Pineapple Express, uh, which was very popular at the time. Uh, and and you know he's he does a lot of writing and producing, like I said, with uh, Jody Hill and, and um, Danny McBride. So I think after the success of Halloween, Bloomhouse was like, "Let's keep this going. What's another franchise we can ruin?" <laughs> Yeah, think? like let's invest in some that brand recognition and then absolutely foul it up. Yeah, I, I will say I'm I'm more of a fan. I I tolerate the 2018 Halloween. I think both sequels are pretty bad. Jacob, that's a lot of setup for you. React. Where 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 do you where are you on David Gordon Green in directing horror films? Not good. <laughs> He's not good. He's not good at it. Um, I I think maybe. I don't know, dude, like may- maybe he really it, it kind of bums me out because uh, that whole group of, of writers and actors and directors are really great. And, you know, Righteous Gemstones is like uh, the best TV show I've ever seen, maybe like. It's, right, right. Um, the Halloween movies, I, I, I disliked all of them, but I'm never I've never been a huge Halloween. Per- like I like Halloween but it's on the it's on the bottom level for me. You know what I mean? So sure, sure. I probably I'm probably not the one to uh, you know really say if those Halloween movies are are on the level of the. I just don't like them. I didn't like the old ones, so I don't know. But I thought they were all pretty bad, and I think they get worse as far as they go. And um, you know, this is like the fifth Exorcist movie. Mm-hmm. And I'd 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 put it if I ranked them all I'd I'd put it four or five it'd be like bottom two like it's bad yeah mm-hmm. what um what Abby let just Exorcist yeah I mean I have similar feelings to uh, to Jacob just about the David Gordon Green and like Danny McBride family I also think that I think their strong suit is comedy as like a, a group of creators I think they really like sore when it's just straight yeah. comedy but when there's that extra level of of terror that and horror that's supposed to be involved like they come close to it in like flashes you'll see on episodes of gemstones where it's like whoo that was really scary season one has a like a villain that's really scary for the first couple episodes but the the doing straight horror with just dashes of comedy I- is not the right it it's not the right mix for them because it's it's just I don't know. It's like they're trying. They they seem to do like following Stephen King's steps of like this is how the progression of horror should be. But like the the really scary moments are are not scary. And all, honestly, I laughed a lot during this movie. Yeah, it's the feel good movie I, of the summer. I would like to see. I would be open to seeing them do a horror, a straight horror film that was not uh, already a, a franchise. Like that's how I felt watching this movie, Jacob. I was like, this is just a. Of like a a Bloomhouse movie, not it at, for the first forty five minutes. I was like, this is not an Exorcist movie. I, I completely forgot that it was. Yeah, yeah. 
I felt I, like. Go ahead, go, Greg. No, you're good. You're good because I, I I've been wanting to talk to you about this for about a week. So my one of the things that's really crazy to me about this movie is that so the original Exorcist is it's one of my it's one of my favorite movies of all time and not just not just a horror movie. I it's one of the, it's just one of my favorite movies. And even though it's about an exorcism and you know your your main characters are are priests and all that. It doesn't feel like a movie that's very religious, even though, you know, the, the, the main battle is like a, you know, religious thing. Yeah. It doesn't come off as preachy or, or anything like that. Um, This movie feels like the church funded, like hired a youth pastor and, like wrote this movie. This movie feels so preachy. It is constantly talking about the good of religion and it acts like the Avengers with like getting all of these religious people. Like I literally was like, this is like the, they're trying to make this like the Avengers and like the priest who like shows up midway through the exorcism. There was a point where I thought maybe I had fallen asleep and missed something because I was like, why is it so important that this this priest has no connection to her or, you know, like in the original Exorcist, the, you know, Father Marin and and Father Karras are like treated like real people and their main characters and you're you're following Karras throughout the point of the movie is like a normal man. But in this movie, all of a sudden they're like, we got to get the priest. And I'm like, who cares? Why is why is he fighting, you know, for permission to go to the exorcism? He hasn't seen anything. He has no connection to this. I was just like, did I fall asleep? He didn't get permission from the League of Extraordinary Exorcists. <laughs> oh, hey. Jacob, I was right there with you with the like there was an on your left moment of like all the exorcists <laughs> assembling. Yeah. And also with the note of like that preachiness of like, it was almost like to fight the exorcism. Here's a big coexist bumper sticker of like, <laughs> yeah. we can all just get along. <laughs> it and was it's like, really, God is the same for everybody. And as somebody who's had an exorcist, I'm like, this is, this is really fucking stupid. Hey, you can't just, Hey, tune into the Patreon. We've at some point, we're going to have to just talk about our histories. I want to interview all of you. Okay. <laughs> So you're telling me this isn't the episode where I unload it. This is not the episode where we're, with we're not unpacking childhood trauma no, today. But I'm an expert. It's weird because there's multiple times where there are these like speeches and they give a lot of it to uh, um, McNeil. Uh, Miss, what's her name? Chris McNeil's character. Yeah. Um, or that is the character. I can't remember her real name. Uh, Ellen. Megan's mom. Uh, yeah. Ellen Bernstein. Uh, yeah. They give her doc. Every piece of dialogue she has sounds like those pamphlets that people give you at Dragon Con where you're walking by and they trick you into picking up a religious pamphlet or something. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, know, well, I know about those. And dude, hold on. Those are called on. tracks, by the way. Because you were mentioning you were mentioning um uh Usher a minute ago. I just I just did a rewatch of uh Midnight Mass. And Midnight Mass has scenes where characters go on like eight minute monologues in every episode. But when you're done, you're like crying and you're like, that is the greatest thing I've ever 
heard somebody say. I made peace with death watching that show. Yeah, and it feels like they watched Midnight Mass and they were like, oh, we want her to give an eight-minute monologue and we want people to like... But it's but it's like the most primitive fucking dialogue I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me... Let me listen, I'm locked and loaded here. I'm so excited for this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as you know, we're not, we're critical of movies, but we're not movie critics. We're not rotten tomatoes confirmed or whatever. We should be. We should be. Cause sometimes you just got to fucking tear a movie apart and it feels good. Okay? Yeah. I've, first you take an angry nap, then you wake up and you rip it a new asshole. It's listen, first of all, I will first, I, I always like, let me give a little compliment. I thought the first half hour of this movie was fairly interesting. It, sure. It, it shot really well. Mm-hmm. I liked opening it up at in the in an earthquake in Haiti, which I believe was a real earthquake in, in 2010. Yeah. You're bought into like, oh, this guy lost his wife. He had to make this choice. Um, And even before that, like the marketplace shots right, right. of his wife kind of wandering around. Things are just things just happen and they feel a little bit organic and I didn't hate it. Right. And, and I, I'm already kind of. I saw this movie the day it came out, which was like two weeks ago at this point. Mm. And, and I know they, they talk about how he has to make a choice, but then they kind of come back to it later. Did he, he didn't make a choice for his wife to let his wife, right? No, he, he, he chooses. Listen, he did what any sane person would do. If you're pregnant, you choose the one, you know, right, right. It's like either your wife or your kids going to die. Abby was pregnant. If Abby was pregnant, like six months pregnant and something happened and they were like, it's Abby or the new kid. I'm not going to be like, man, I don't know that new kid. Try the new kid. (laughs) That new kid. It's like doing the mystery bag. You're not going to invest in that. (laughs) It's like buying a, a, a super seven mystery reaction. Yeah. You could get all. <laughs> listen, you go with the collectible. You know, you could get Mecha Godzilla. You don't know. Um, listen, I, I was, um, I was taken aback by how. So the first, the original Exorcist. Just talking about the original Exorcist is one of the great horror films of all time. One of the great movies of all time. Brilliantly directed. Brilliantly acted. Scary. Tense gross when you're feels look, forbidden and ancient when you're looking at really. reagan with the makeup on you feel like in your gut like oh i i i feel nauseous right now and uh the demon is legitimately scary and you're right jake like even though like it's obviously set in the world of catholicism it is a man versus evil kind of battle and they don't knock you over the head with it too hard and even if they did it's just so well directed and well made and such a classic i assume that so first of all, I think Universal shot out like four hundred million dollars for the rights to Exorcist. They've already announced two sequels. The next one's called Exorcist. Hey, I don't think th- I don't think any sequels are happening. Wait, not even the sequel to Believer, which is titled Exorcist Deceiver. No. By the <laughs> way, you know what the third one's probably going to be, but. It's going to be Exorcist Mike Seaver, which was the character that Kirk Cameron played on Growing Pains because this felt like a fucking King, Kirk it Cameron. Did. It felt like Hold a- on. I'm still fucking talking. This felt like Left Behind. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And as someone who's read Left Behind books, yes, this did have that overwhelming feeling of like, well, if we all just kind of come together and help. Um, and it-, it felt like Kevin Sorbo was going to show up. It felt like God is not dead five. 
Yes. Yeah, especially that scene that I'm referencing where it feels like the League of Extraordinary Exorcists where they're all like sitting down like they should be puffing, you know, (laughs) uh, cigars talking. In that scene. No, we won't do it. In that scene where she where he's talking to the five other priests, like I was literally like all I was hearing when they were talking, what I was hearing was officially the church will not have any kind of comments on the recent phenomenon. Like, (laughs) oh, another Ghostbusters thing. The the scene. There is no point in Reagan's mom being in this movie. Literally, it was like they watched Afterlife and like were like, oh, let's just do that. Like, yeah. why didn't you it's, tell me my grandmother was an exorcist? Like, it was so bad. She's first of all, she's bad in it. She she's she's maybe one of the best parts of the original exorcist. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. not good in this. She's not good. Um, they waste that. Like, why, why gouge her eyes out? Like She's gonna move for ten minutes and then gouge her eyes out. Who wants to see that? Um, the the whole all the stuff with like she can't find Reg, Reagan's mad because she wrote a book is so stupid. <laughs> and it also like, yeah, why is she an exorcist now? Like she she talks about doing it, and I'm like, you're not an exorcist. You just lived through like it's such a weird dude. Also, when she meets the the kids and the, you know, the possessed kids for the first time, Mm -hmm. she has this thing where she's like, we've met before, you know, she says that and they put in the trailer and everything. And it's like, but it's not the same demon. It's not Pazuzu. It's a whole new demon that we're dealing with. So no, she hasn't. There's all, I don't get the worst. (laughs) Copycat demon who knew about Reagan was like, oh, I'm gonna be like the new Reagan. <laughs> exactly like her and make the kids look exactly like her. Uh, oh. oh, they brought out the old number, the old outfit, the the nighty. <laughs> Why like, was the she sea foam green looking thing? Why did the little girl all of a sudden have Reagan's nightgown from 1974 on? I'm trying to find I, I'm I'm yeah I'm on my phone but I'm trying to find I don't know if you guys saw this I was gonna find it and send it to you so you could pull it up but I okay. can't um so it was on I believe it was on bloody disgusting okay um so apparently whatever the demon you know how like in the original you see flashes of Pazuzu mm-hmm. yeah you know they they did that kind of thing a few times in in this one. But apparently there is like a full practical like de- the supposed to be what the demon looks like. Okay. They posted a they like released a photo of it, and um, and they were like, "This is apparently in the movie at some point." I, and I was like, "I didn't see that in the movie. It must be just like right ashes or something." Yeah. But it looks awesome. I was like, "Why is that not in the movie?" Mm-hmm. I've got. Can't find it. It's okay. I if you find it, I'd like to share that. I've got some some more thoughts, but Abby, we laughed. We saw it together. Yeah, but just to to piggyback real quick off what Jacob was saying, like to not have the the lore and the history of like one specific demon that's been going through, and to just kind of be like, well, it's any demon that takes away so much of like the grounding and the weight and the severity of like. Because that stuff, it, when it when it's like it tracks through text, biblical text, and it goes throughout history, that adds like gravity to the the fear that you're supposed to be feeling in a, a scary movie. And when you don't have that, it's it's yeah. What were you asking me? No, this is great insight. 
Yeah. And I mean, in, instead of focusing on like we're fighting against something that is greater as a divine being than any of us can even fathom um, and we can't outwit, we have to go and use like non-traditional Bible methods of getting and extracting him like that stuff's far more interesting than like if we just bind together as a community and all sure. work together, this demon will move on. Yeah. Um, I was what I was saying was how hard we laughed with after she gets her eyes gouged out when they're putting like the goggles on her. Yeah. And, and so like, I want to be sensitive and nice and stuff, but like that's, it was really hard for me not to find it comedic. It was bad. It was poorly done. Yeah. Hey, couple, thank you for that insight. Cause I have a couple more specific questions for you. Um, as we go along, I found this movie to be very poorly edited, especially after the first 45 minutes, 35 minutes, because Hey, Here's something when the movie when the exorcism was over, I had no idea. I thought, well, their heartbeats separated. Craig, wasn't that enough? Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> enough to tell you. I she died of a broken heart. So they do like the. You didn't think I hated that lady. I hate oh. she's in Hereditary, and Hereditary is awesome. This but is she the, was the neighbor. Yeah, she's the she's the lady um, who does who's who like, performs the exorcism. That's like. Salt of yeah. the Earth woman. Yeah, she's in Hereditary. Yeah, she I, was. I laughed at her the first scene when she's like yelling at them to to put their trash cans up because I was like, oh, I have a neighbor like that. Listen, guys, I've seen plenty of movies in my life. That's me. Listen, I. This is the thing. We're gonna find out something happened making this movie. It's not a good movie. It's not a well put together movie. It's not a well edited movie. I have a feeling there was maybe some test screenings that didn't go well or some some studio execs or or some it doesn't feel coherent because you got to you pointed this out this is the one that we never see what happens in the 3 day span in the woods like that's never you well it, it well that's something that you're like well why why didn't they show it at some point like if that's yeah. the big thing that you can't what? You know that you're right. They're just girls in the woods that just do a little <laughs> tiny half-ass spell, and then. Right. By the way, you're telling me that little. And they like, walk to hell. We never see them. Listen, when I was a kid, we used to try to do seances. We did Bloody Mary and Candyman and all that shit. Nothing cool ever happened. You tell me they go to the woods for like ten minutes and they get the the exorcist demons back. <laughs> I don't buy that. No, but like. Oh, all right, I found it, Craig. I'm gonna send it to you. It's either, an instant. It's an Instagram post. Okay, we sent it on Facebook. Yep. Okay. Um, it's from from the uh, effects team. Yeah, and I'm sure they're like, "Cool, glad we built this amazing thing." It looks <laughs> it looks great. So let's let's talk a little bit about the plot. So the plot is there's these two little girls that are friends. Oh, a couple things here, guys. I have so much. To, I've been thinking about this all day, and we really haven't oh. talked about it. Yeah. Um, so Jake, I'll share that in one second. First of all, Leslie Odom Jr., who plays uh, the dad, Aaron Burr. Right, he plays Aaron Burr in in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. That guy has so much charisma, but he's not a lot. He doesn't use it in this movie. He's so flat in this movie. I think he realized as an actor, probably as the filming was progressing, that it was what the movie was like based on the way other people were acting off of him because i think the, he was too good is what i think but because the plot the the it, if i had to point the most interesting plot in this movie was they're in haiti there's locals who like bless their baby 
she dies. Like there's there's something interesting there. The friendship, like they did this weird <laughs> bless you. They did this weird thing where like the two little girls are friends but their parents don't know that they're friends yeah. and they kind of like, it was like they wanted to plant that like possible. Yeah. I, sorry. No, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's okay. Like they're kind of dancing around like, Oh, is there like racial tension or something exactly. like that? But they never go down that road. I'm not saying that they should or they shouldn't, but it's obvious. That's what they're kind of doing. And then it, it's just weird. And like, you've got the, the, the Jennifer Nettles and, and her husband, family like they're like the religious like annoying religious family right yeah. mm-hmm. and then like the whole they're like they're also like kind of shitty people sure yeah and i could have seen with the with righteous gemstones being something that this team has worked on i could have seen that being played with and being fun and then getting scary but it felt like it was dropped and i did not so <laughs> it's one of those things where after the movie was over i was like oh the story they were trying to tell is that Leslie Odom's character wasn't religious and didn't believe in God, but it was such a scary demon, but he had to choose that. But that's so lame. Like that's not what that's so dumb. Turning a skeptic to a believer. Yeah. Oh, that's so dumb. Abby, let's just go down this road. This is not to offend anybody because we have lots of listeners of different faiths and backgrounds, et cetera. Having said that, Abby, you grew up in an evangelical household. Mm-hmm. What gets off an evangelical more than seeing an atheist find their way? Oh my God. Yeah. That's like, that's the money shot. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what they want to see. It's like the centerfold um, <laughs> to be like, <clears throat> sorry to, because t- that's the, that's from, that's Paul or Saul to Paul, like his story as an apostle of transitioning and, going from being blinded by God to coming to the light and turning. He used to kill Christians. And then like, he was like, Oh now I follow God now. So that's like, that's the crowning jewel essentially to be able to turn somebody um, who doesn't believe. And it's also a tactic that Stephen King uses in his books. um, And I'm sure a lot of authors do where it's like you, you were the narrator doesn't believe what's going on, but by the end of it, it's, it's so overwhelmingly true that, that they believe and you are scared now, which even if you want to use, even if that's what they wanted to use as their storytelling device, they didn't do a good job of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's look at this image that Jacob sent over. Thank you for sharing. Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is C Nell S or okay. C Nelson effects. There we go. Um, this is the demon makeup on the amazing uh, Liz Johnson for exorcist believer. A lot of hard work went into her by so many artists. Um, and it kind of breaks down how the effect was built. Um, I don't recall seeing this in a movie or I'm in not the movie. Sure. I don't think it's in the movie at all. I think it m- must have gotten. So when, when I was uh, searching for it just now, a couple of the articles were like saying that it got cut. So I don't know if it's there in a flash somewhere or if it is just completely cut out of the film. I think because I remember seeing a flash of like a very close up, like. Face with horns in some way, but it doesn't even really matter. It would have been something that was in a flash sequence. Check this out. Not First, like a right. scene. Somebody says, why in the hell wasn't in this in the movie? Um, and somebody respond responded with, and whether or not this is true or not, this is what we were just saying. Due to negative reviews from test screenings, and unfortunately, there was many scenes cut and moments changed. Guess what? You can feel it. You can feel it throughout this whole this whole incoherent mess of a fucking movie. Hey, I so I know you guys just saw the movie for the first time today, so you've been like pretty spoiler free and everything. But since this movie came out, 
there is a line of dialogue from the movie, and I wonder if you guys caught it, that people have been talking about. Con- like, if you get on Twitter and you search Exorcist, yeah, people making fun of one specific line of dialogue from the movie. And people are like, the, the meme that's going around is like a screenshot with the dialogue and people being like, this is an actual line from He's, a real. What is it? So what's the line? Yeah. It's when Chris McNeil is okay. talking to the dad and she says that um, she wasn't allowed to witness her own daughter's exorcism because of <gasps> the patriarchy. <laughs> I laughed so hard. The patriarchy caused the exorcism. Oh, Probably because of the patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. It has nothing to do with the fact that it was like two professionals fighting a literal demon. They both died doing so for your dumb daughter. God. Ah, you but it was the men. Well, the Ghostbusters came and busted a ghost and didn't let me, probably because of the patriarchy. <laughs> Paul Feig. There's a lot of dumb lines. Most of them are delivered by that character. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's a bad piece of dialogue. Mm-hmm. She's 90 years old, too. Like, she does not need to be in a movie. She had a nice house, though, out off the coast. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm going to leave that one alone. There are a lot of things that were not great. This movie was fucked up bad. Listen, mm-hmm. I, and I, and I think that it, I had, I know about 30 or 40 minutes in, I looked at Craig and he was like, I'm liking this so far. And I was like, yeah, we're getting surprised by like five seconds later, some it, funny, decent actors from like different shows that we like specifically the uh, Danny McBride verse. So it was like, I was thinking, well, maybe this won't be quite as bad. And you know, when the movie changed, it's when the girls got possessed. It just well, became. What, fucking what, funny and stupid that's what everybody has been saying like everybody has been saying you can tell exactly the point where the shift happens and that's the exact point where things started getting cut up and changed and switched around everybody who is seeing this movie is like hey first 30 minutes is like a fine setup mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to like a really shitty second half of a movie so i have a couple questions a couple ponderances First like, of all, once the girls get lost in the woods, everyone in the movie forgets exactly what's happening and what happened. And it's, yeah. How do they think the body and the blood part is good? Like, how did they? Well, first of all, Craig, you need to understand communion because you asked. I was like, the what movie. are they he goes, doing? What is this? What are they doing? <laughs> I know nothing. And I, I grew up in the evangelical Christian church, not Catholic church. So Catholic church, they use real wine for the communion. Uh, which is why when you're a kid, you can't take it. You have to take it when you're of age. But anyway. What do you get? A little Kool-Aid? You know, no, for me, I got a little Welch's. Yeah, they, they drink lots of Kool-Aid. Uh, <laughs> that's all they drink over that's there. That's sadly <laughs> true. Uh-huh. That was yeah, fun. But no, that's the body and the blood of Christ so that you remember his sacrifice. Well, I literally, when she's going, the body and the blood, blood I, I literally thought, let the bodies hit the floor. And was the bodies and the blood. Let the bodies and the blood. Let the bodies and the blood. It's the thing. The thing is, is like, it's not that kind of stuff. Isn't scary. It's just not. And I, I thought they did a fine. Like, if they're trying to make the girls look exactly like Reagan did when she was possessed, they did a fine job at that. It makes no sense for them to look the same. Y'all did a good makeup tutorial. But the makeup on the girls I thought was fine. Yeah, but the was. thing that is scary in the original Exorcist is like you're scared for these like 
before the full takeover happens, you're scared because all this weird shit is happening to Reagan and she doesn't know what it is. And they're doing all these like medical procedures on her. And then when she becomes fully possessed, she's doing things that are like, uh, you know, like the dialogue that that kid has to say in the original exorcist is really gross. She's like fucking herself with a cross or, you know, like there's a lot of mm -hmm. just, you know, when she talks to Karis in his dead mother's voice, like that kind of stuff is scary, but in this movie, they don't have those girls do anything, but like groan and stare at the ceiling. Hey, dude, that was the most relatable moment for me. Was when when that that one when Catherine was in church and she's taking her shoes off and she's like shifting around. I was like, this was me as a kid in church. <laughs> but also, I know what you're saying. Like you're talking girl, about that. I was just gonna say one girl like throws up CGI at one point, and that was it. Dude, did you realize? Did you realize that the fireplace was CGI? Yeah, because it looks like the same one I put up on Christmas on YouTube. Dude, I, it, I was I, laughing I so hard they couldn't even get real fire. But I wanted to to touch on what Jacob was you, you what you were just saying about like the unholiness, which is something that like you get in Pet Cemetery and even in Revival, where it's like someone that you know and love is saying these things that yeah. just you can't even comprehend because this they're so twisted. Uh, there was none of that with uh, with these two girls, especially with Catherine when she like her like British affected sounding voice when she's the demon was. I just literally so thought they were going through hormone changes as teenagers. Like I well, didn't think it, it was it a big deal. It does make you walk to hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you know, when you become of age and you, Go to hell for a couple days. See what that's all about. Yeah, that's seventeen, man. Oh, we go hey, to hell. If I spent three days in hell, I'd want to remember. They like they don't even remember that they were in hell. There were like that's what they. That's what happened. They tell us later on. Oh, they spent three days walking around in in hell, and I'm like, what? That sounds like a way more interesting movie. Let me Just see that show, movie, dude. Show, what? Dante of a of two teenage girls having to walk around in literal hell guided by the grim reaper from bill and ted exactly that sounds fun it's time to play another game <laughs> michael myers is down there from the most recent one running in the sewer <laughs> dude by the way i got a He's comment a interest the bloom house uh intro uh oh, logo did it dude yeah <laughs> where they they like the Remind moment. me of a bunch of shit I hate real quick before I watch this movie. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what? Megan's the best thing they've done because it's a fun, original That's thing. their lane, dude. Mm. Like, that's that's the audience. It's a little younger. Like, it's <laughs> it's more modern. It's slick. It's not trying well, to be something. itself seriously. Yeah. All right. I got more things on this movie. So, um, we've established that it's bad and it's not good. It's also really boring at times, like super boring. Mm -hmm. No tension. You would think when the, okay, if I'm David Gordon, Green, if I'm this team, I'm sitting down on day one. And by the way, we should also say this, getting a movie made is really hard. Making a movie is really hard. There's a, like David Gordon Green might hate this. There's a chance yeah. he might hate And the special effects people who worked on these things had their souls and hearts crushed by not even right. seeing their stuff hit the screen. So we yeah. are empathetic. But having said oh, that. Hold on. Well, hold on. He made three really bad Halloween movies. I mm -hmm. guarantee you he doesn't hate this movie. He thinks he made something great. He's like, look what I did. Look at the this body art. and the blood, honey. You know, maybe not, though, because it did come out that he might not. He literally might not direct the next one. 
Yeah, I might and not if he either. Really loved this, he would be doing that. So right. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this: I do think there's ways to expand on the X. Ex- like I think part of the issue, and maybe this is part of the the overall problem, is there's been a lot of exorcism and possession movies over the last forty years. I really wish you guys would watch Exorcist Three because I want to talk about it right now. Well, right. let's do. That. We will. Let's watch it tonight. Okay. Let's yeah. Cleanse ourselves. Yeah, but also let me say this thing that I want to say, which is I think the only person who could take on the Exorcist mantle and make a decent movie out of it would be uh, Mike Flanagan. And I know it's because from watching a lot of his stuff, but it's because he taps into the emotional weight of like what happens to people like in the fallout. And if yeah. if, the, if he were to follow characters from um, the Exorcist storyline, like that would be, I could see him doing that. Well, let me, without without spoiling what the exorcist three is about that is what is so good about it is that there's a large part of the movie where you're like how is this even a like what is the connection to the Exorcist? you know the main character is a main character from the first movie but it seems like it's in such a different direction that and i think that's what you have to you just can't make another possession it can't just be the same kind of like, oh, little girl gets possessed again. No. They've done that so many times. Two little girls. They're sharing a heartbeat. Mm. Um, I There's been a lot of possession movies. They, they're all kind of the same. But what I was saying is like, you know, you got to, if you, if I was going to make an ex, if, if, if Dave Hollywood called me the tomorrow and said, Craig, it's time to make your ex. David Hollywood. David Hollywood here with money for Craig. The first thing I would ask myself is, okay, cool. What makes the first exorcist so fucking good? What is it that makes it scary? And if I can't figure out the answer to that, and if I can't figure out a way to tap into that, I'm not doing it. Because it's ancient, it plays by the rules. Like it's it's grounded in the scary stuff that's part of a part of religion. It was religion is created to to keep us calm and to make sense of things. So when you think about there being beings and entities that you have no control over that can kill you and hurt you and harm you and ruin your life, it's actually terrifying. If I were to take on the exorcist, I would make a movie about the emotional fallout after the exorcism because I could talk about that. But I, I don't know if that's gonna happen it's just what's her face writing a book and, and Reagan being like, you better not be writing a book. I'll get mad. <laughs> hey, also in the, in the first exorcist movie, whenever it ends, it ends with Reagan not remembering literally anything that happens. That's why she's mad about the book. She thinks mom's lying. I don't get it. I'm like, what is she like? You don't remember it. Who cares? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen, it's not good, but that doesn't always just because the movie's not good doesn't mean it's not successful. It's not successful either. And the reviews are really, I think it's 22%. Uh, 22%. Jake, I called you earlier and I said, I'm so looking forward to talking about this. Yeah. Uh, 22% Rotten Tomatoes, $47 million domestic, 42 international total take 90 million. What? Yeah. So when when I when I finished when I watched the first Halloween, the 2018 Halloween, that movie ends on a on a pretty big cliffhanger, right? 
Yeah. You can, you can watch that movie, like it or hate it, and be like, yes, I understand a trilogy. I, I, I see where this is going. What is the second Exorcist movie about? Holy shit. Deceiver. Yeah. Girls, the demon was Exorcist. Does it? Is there another demon? Are we gonna? Hey, it's the a end, family. It's like the, the Force the movie. At the end of the second movie, Pazuzu comes back. In the third movie, Reagan. Holy shit! Pazuzu. Like what's Reagan's what, Pazuzu's granddaughter? Sorry. <laughs> what are the sequels about? I don't. I don't know. If I had to guess, based on the so the movie ends with okay, we have to talk about this. So the movie ends. Another thing that makes the fucking exorcist so good is all this shit is happening in the bedroom of a little house where people are like downstairs looking upstairs going, man, it's fucked up up there right now. And it's architecture is important though. The setting is important. Those stairs are important. And, and right. like that, that house is much, much more terrifying. And we visited those stairs, all three of us. Um, and then the, this ends at like, they tie them up on these chairs and it's just like, it looks like, the end of like a John Wick movie or something like yeah dude they do the witch's circle with the chalk and then yeah they so they bad get it all they put the chairs in they probably tried a few different positions and then so the whole thing is that the demon says you have to make a choice one of these girls is dying you choose and then the guy yeah. the dad steps in and says what do you mean choose we don't understand <laughs> <laughs> what did you do guy oh uh, uh, by the way I I like the actor. Who played um, the uh, the other girl's Dad father from Bloodline? He's in that show, that Bloodline. Great. He's a good actor. Dude, so not great. In this, not in this one. Not, not he's so a good. good, confused dad. That's like I don't know what's going on. Kind of entitled and stuff. But. And also, they kind of he kind of alluded to being like, I think this is my fault because I'm a piece of shit. But they don't show you what he like is he cheating on his what like what's they going could have gone so many cool directions with people unfurling and like tr unraveling and being like well what did i cause this well maybe the youth pastor was creepy like there could have been some cooler things well i i also thought so the 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 whole thing about the beginning of the movie taking place in haiti and there being the weird blessing and all right. and all that i thought there was gonna i thought that was gonna be the basis of where the demon comes from Sure. Me and too. Then, Me yeah. too, bro. And part of why I thought that is because the uh, you know the original Exorcist takes place in uh you know whatever country that takes place in the beginning, and he finds the Pazuzu statue and stuff. So like, I thought that was going to tie back to it, Me. and then it it doesn't. It's it just doesn't. And you're like, oh okay, so the Haiti thing is all unimportant. Yeah, I thought that when she, I thought that when. Um, that character, not Catherine, but the other, the other young girl, I thought that when she came back, she would be possessed with the spirit of her mother in some like unholy, not right, right way. Right. Yeah. That, like, I could see that. Like bullshit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, um, here, you know what I'm surprised they didn't do? Cause this movie had no chill right they 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 just like every time they they were like we better do a jump scare here it's like maybe you shouldn't maybe it would be more interesting if you just didn't i'm surprised <laughs> that i thought with that priest showing back up that they were going to cut away and do like the priest under the the street light shot in front of the house no he just gets out he's like magnificent bible that's like only for special <laughs> exorcisms <laughs> 
is like, okay, no, you do this. And then he sits outside the car and it's just like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm too scared to go in. And then fucking Leslie Odom Jr. comes out and is like, the fight's inside. The fight's inside. The fight's inside. Okay, so a couple more things. Dude, I would just be like, y'all stop. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna when this movie comes out on digital, I'm gonna take the scene of him walking in, you know. <laughs> what did put you the say? Avengers, put the Avengers theme to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, when we were in the theater, because there were very few people, maybe only two that were there with us, Craig was out loud going, This fucking guy. When the when the priest comes starts coming in, he's like, He's so good. This guy's so good. Wait, what? You were saying that because it's when they show the final priest coming in that moment. Yeah. The way that everyone reacts to him is like, it oh. makes no sense because nobody knows that he's right. awesome or why he's awesome. But he's I just, don't even, I think he went to spirit, bought a priest costume. I don't even think he was a real priest. He just had the little white thing. Yeah. The story they were trying to tell also his weird neighbor from the gym, who's also really religious, who like brings over those other like. Yeah, again, that whole, like, let's accept Pentecostal with Catholicism with your average Joe, yeah. like. That whole plot line was weird. Like, okay, so you you just come into my house with a bunch of random people to do, like, me. weird blessings and say, and then you ask one of those people to come help with your exorcism? That, that person what? is just always doing exorcism-related stuff, like, whenever you happen <laughs> upon them. She, I agree, Jacob. She's like, that stuff actually reminded me more of the church of like actual real stuff where it's like, oh, I heard from a friend of a friend kind of stuff. That is every, that every actor in this movie feels like they were extras and on the day of shooting, they were like, do you want a line? You want to <laughs> say something? You got the line. It's a big That's break. How it, every, every actor in this movie feels like that to me. They, um, <laughs> yeah, they let all the stand-ins just like, you just want to yeah. be the actor? Yes, we'll do it. You want to do the demon voice? Cool. <laughs> um, okay, so they have to make they're they're given a choice, right? And everybody knows that we're not gonna choose. And then the one dad's like, I choose Catherine, I pick. And then he kills his own daughter. And then that was the end of the movie. It's kind of that reminds me of sort of a biblical plot with like Solomon and like there's an old story about like two women that were fighting over a baby, each of them saying it was theirs, and Solomon was like, okay, we can cut it in half, and each of you will have half, and the one mother that was like, no, don't do that, ended up getting the baby. So it's kind of what? similar to that, like making a choice. I mean, if you cut so the baby in half, it's gonna I'm be like, go ahead. Just, just break the baby. Is that what the demon wanted? Because, like, does the demon just leave after that? The demon's like, one of these kids... Also, they're possessed by one demon, right? right. One demon... That makes no sense. Um, and two, two girls, heart, one two demon. Heartbeats, one demon. <laughs> so, so um, the demon just was like, "All right, I'll, I'll kill one and then I'll get out of here." Is that what he, happened? He's like, "I'll oh, just wow. take the one. It's fine." I mean, my, this one's extra evil. I like this one. My guess is, knowing the if if this movie was really successful, my guess is that the script for the next one is a couple years later. And she's either, you know, senior in high school or about to go to college. And she's at school. And then guess who's still <laughs> Catherine, around? Catherine. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The plot is, you know, it's her final day of high school. Uh, her teacher's out. Substitute teacher. Guess who's the substitute? It's the demon. <laughs> it's the demon. Oh my God. You're never going to walk in your graduation ceremony. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm surprised they did not. I swear to God, this had to be on the table just to do like the aliens thing and call this movie Exorcists. Exorcist. Yeah, I bet it was based on like the amount of assembly assemblages of Exorcists. The Exorcists awaken. Hey, guess what? That doesn't make any of the Exorcists in interesting. If you have one that's like the ultimate one, that's cool. And to me, we that's did. fascinating. Like nineteen, yeah. And now it's like, well, anybody can be a Skywalker. <coughs> yeah, anyone can be an Exorcist. Anybody. Take our, take our, um, <laughs> just read the stupid book. Unfortunately, that is true. All right. Well, so listen. So. Would you guys think two thumbs up? <laughs> we have to talk about Linda Blair. Oh, fucking yes. Cause that's the whole reason we have to talk about this movie. So Linda Blair shows up at I'm the here, end. Mama. I'm here, mom. I'm having sweet dreams. And they try to make it seem like it's going to be Leslie Odom, but she, what Reagan walks in and is like, walks in and hugs her blind mother. Hey mom. Sorry. Oh yeah. I'm not <laughs> Sorry that that demon uh, from back when I was 13 that I don't remember came back and gouged her eyes out, Mom. Mm -hmm. But I forgive you. I know I <laughs> didn't want to talk about it. Was it was just like for the sake of having her in the movie. Yeah. The, here's the problem. Okay. This is the this this is the greater issue with the legacy sequel kind of thing. There's certain movies that are continuations of an original story where it's like you want those original people to be there because it matters to the story. Like, do you really want a Terminator movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger's not in? Do you really want Ghostbusters without the original guys showing up? Like, but nobody in their right mind was like, yo, dude, straight up. If they do another Exorcist, that's fine. I'll see it. But if Reagan's mom is not involved, <laughs> I'm not... It's like nobody, nobody wants, like yeah. if, if they don't reveal to me what happened with Reagan's mom and what happened with like their relationship post exorcist, then I'm out because <laughs> I like mom drama. Yeah. <laughs> and even by the end, like, okay, Hey, guess what? Linda Blair. You think people know what Linda Blair, like we know what Linda Blair looks like because we go to shitty horror conventions, but like people are probably like, who's this? Oh, is that the daughter? Is that the same? Like, Mm -hmm. right. The movie's literally 50 years old. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a week. I've week seen a few people. Moment. I've seen a few people be like, hey, the movie's not really good, but that last scene is like, it's so good. And I'm like, is it's not. It's not well set up. It's not well written or acted by either. It is like the weirdest, like, like old people hugging like it's just it's super awkward it makes no sense it follows know. like the the marvel <clears throat> formula of like and at the end you're gonna see someone you didn't think you were gonna see yeah like that little surprise stinger yeah again i they're was, trying to I was surprised it wasn't literally at the end like after the credits you know <laughs> Linda Blair will be back. Will return. <laughs> in. Exorcists. Three dollar signs. <laughs> three dollar signs. I, this movie wishes there was three dollar signs. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Not. It didn't earn it. Doesn't earn. Didn't earn the. I don't know, man. I I love the office. I love the original Exorcist, and I, I think part three is very very good. The, they made a couple prequels 
in the, in the 2000s. They're not the worst movies I've ever seen, but they're not like Exorcist level. Um, I hear the show's really good. I watched a couple episodes and didn't just didn't really care for it. Never. Finished. Oh right, the Gina Davis. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, I never I never finished it. I just wasn't into it. Um, I, I'm okay with like somebody coming back and and making a legacy sequel to it's not like hate for the sake of like exorcist is my favorite movie don't touch it i don't that's not me mm -hmm. you know what i mean it just has to it just has to feel good and not feel like a cash grab you know and not feel like whoever had the idea to make this had like it, it feels like he had a like a spark of an idea and then yeah. was like, oh shit, I can make a whole movie off of maybe this one thing. You know what I mean? And it's like the whole movie falls flat and feels like it feels false. Not one, mm -hmm. not one thing about the movie feels genuine. Like the acting doesn't, the writing doesn't. It feels like nobody wants to be in this movie. <laughs> Listen, I completely agree. This is a great quote from, from somebody who reviewed it. Uh, Stephanie uh, Zacharek from Time Magazine uh, gave it a scathing review, and it says, Poor Ellen Burstyn, Bernstein, long after refusing to appear in Exorcist 2, she agrees to show up in this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she says, though it's not something she could have known some 47 years ago, Bernstein said yes to the wrong Exorcist sequel if only she'd chosen the one with poetry in its soul. So high praise for Exorcist 2 there. Um, listen, first of all, if I was David Gordon Green, I would just copy paste the Linda Hamilton, uh, um, Laurie Strode, well, what's her name? Who plays Halloween? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. I would have done that. I would have had. Make I would have had. <laughs> yeah, I would have had her training oh. for the last fifty years. She's Ninety got, years old. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like then, the Expendables, but with like. She's yeah. got a. She's got a. She's um, got like Final a. Girls? It's like a semi-automatic <laughs> squirt gun full of holy water, and she's like. <laughs> Take this. Uh, I've met him before. <laughs> He's the reason me and my daughter don't talk. <laughs> 22 <laughs> gallons of holy water. <laughs> I'd, I'd like, I would, that would be more entertaining. She's like, she walked, busted into the church. She's like, save me a few of those communion cookies. I'm hungry. <laughs> so Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'll see that one. Um. So yeah, go see it. Everybody let us know what you think of the comments. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's bad, and they need to—they need to really consider stop. Consider stopping. Consider stopping. Yeah, is a safe word. Just consider stop. Consider stop. So, listen. We all also watched the new Pet Cemetery, which it's weird. Also bad, but like in a completely bad but fun. Who are you shushing? There's a dog, but you guys don't hear that dog barking. No, just you have a secret dog. Do you have a secret dog? I no, hear the dog. My door's open and my neighbor has a dog and it doesn't shut up. Oh. <laughs> it's because I brought up pet cemetery. And I was like, say, take him to the pet cemetery. No, don't. <laughs> now you have a whole other problem on your hands. I, I would say like, listen, the new pet cemetery was a fun hour and 28 minute watch. It's free on Peacock or yeah. Paramount. Popcorn fun. Lots like, of fun. Is it, hey, 
this is what I said to you, I think, after I watched it. Is it good? No. No. Like, is it better than five other Stephen King adaptations off the top of my head? Yes. Um, At least it, like, yeah. it was fine. Like, it, it was fine. Yeah. The, the guy <laughs> who played Timmy was all right. <laughs> don't do that i think you can who cares you didn't think of it I love South Park. it is funny um but he looks like he was going to like the morrissey concert afterwards he looked like a like a straight edge scene kid which I is fine it's funny how many times they say dead is better three times in that movie they say it three times they, phrases, open, the movie, they open the movie with it they close mm -hmm. the movie with it and another character says it like halfway through yep What's that cat's name from Pet Cemetery? The Church. First one? Church. I'm surprised that the they're, they're just gonna be like, this is Church's litter. Forty years late. Forty years of bloodline. We have well, to return to Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah, it's a prequel. I forgot. They buried the kittens. Okay. I don't know. That's actually interesting to me. I'd see that. I had fun watching it. It was fine, but yeah. like, egg, listen, Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Is in it. It's again just like it's short story within a story source material. So right. it's like they everything in there they kind of had to add. It was one themselves. of those movies that takes place in the sixties, but at on like day four of production design, they were like, let's not worry about that. Let's you guys just, wanna stop? Let's just have everybody look <laughs> just like do your hair normal. It's okay. <laughs> um, but but it's fun to watch those kind of movies this time of year. And and um so we'll we'll touch on House of Usher for a second. No, we won't get into spoiler territory, but I do want to talk about it. Anything else left to say about Exorcist? Are we believers? We not. We're not. No. No. Still an atheist. Didn't get me. Didn't trick you. I tricked you. That's his, that's what the demon says. I played a trick on you. Oh, it does. It does that. <laughs> no way. No way. Yes, it does. Well, it says God played a trick on you. God played a trick on you. Yeah. It's also Mark Hamill. It should have been Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill, speaking uh, of Mike Flanagan universe, is fantastic and follow the House of Usher. Don't you get these kids any more money. That's not a line from the show, yeah. but I know he's thinking that. <laughs> that cell phone um, code. Okay. He's great. Real quick. And then we'll wrap up. Fall the House of Usher, new Mike Flanagan, inspired by the works of Edgar Allan, Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, and Jake, you finished it. We're not finished yet. Once we all finish it, we'll, we'll talk about it on YHS because I, I find it to be really well done, really funny at times, yeah. really, really brutal at times. Well, that's, that's something that I feel like is a little new for Mike Flanagan. You know, there's, there's mm -hmm. not much to laugh at in Midnight Mass or no. uh, Haunting nope. of Hill House. None of those shows don't have much comedy in them. This show's got some fun. There were couple times throughout that i laughed out loud there's some good stuff you want to hear mm -hmm. something fucked up we watched the cat episode last night yeah and all three of our cats today have attacked me look i got battle <laughs> wounds <laughs> but i really like uh i got Ra stigmata Ra <laughs> raul coley's a great actor and a fellow ghostbusters fan so yeah. Hell yeah yeah um, rules. so jake you finished it mike yeah. flanagan not his movie. He's got some great movies. Obviously, Doctor Sleep. He did Gerald's Game and, and other things. But just his shows: Haunting a Hill House, Haunting a Blind Manor, Midnight Mass, Fall of the House of Usher. Do you have an official ranking? Oh man, um, sh I could do one right now. Uh, okay. Midnight Mass is number one. Ooh, 
so good. I've watched Midnight Mass three times. <laughs> I, I, I think it might be the best like limited series I've well, ever seen. You know why? I've ever seen. When you have a show or a movie with that kind of religious context, get a great priest to be in a, get an actor who's a great that motherfucker needs to be in revival. He needs also, to play. Like, yeah. The the that other thing that makes Midnight Mass so good is like he's been working, sorry. He's been working on Midnight Mass for a long time. It was exactly. like yes. it was like his dream project. Original content. Like, yeah, everybody's great in it. You can tell that you can you can tell when somebody has spent the most time. Like I'm like, oh, he he's he put a lot of time in actually writing this. Right. You, you can tell, but I'd say Midnight Mass, then I'd say uh oh I'd say Usher, then I'd say um Hill House and then the Fly. Yeah, Fly, yeah. Okay. Damn. Well, we need to finish um Fall of the House of Usher like immediately. I'm craving it. I've stayed up late to watch it even when I'm tired. Um really just digging it so much. I love all the little references to other Edgar Allan Poe things that are happening. Plus just the the cast of like evil uh, just such interesting characters. I I love it. And I would say Jacob like you Midnight Mass is my number one favorite because literally it's like Mike Flanagan probably came to terms with death and what with what happens like post mortem and like he wrote that into the show which is incredibly healing and yeah. and like awesome to watch. And moving, and it's a scary show. You got vampire blood and all that fun stuff. Um, but I'd say, yeah, that that's probably going to stay my number one. But I cannot wait to finish the fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, Midnight Mass is great. Would love to do a rewatch of that. Haunting Hill House was one of my. I I mean, I was obsessed. I watched it multiple. It was times. groundbreaking. Yeah, I'm gonna. Bly, re I'm rewatching that one next. I remember Bly Manor was romantic in a way that, like, I I really enjoyed. Well done. Yeah. Really good cast. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's. I mean, they're all like ranking. Even the the even the ones at the bottom of my ranking are still better than anything else that's on TV. You know, they're still amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. Real quick, while we're talking about Doctor Flanagan, he's not a doctor, although he might be some sort of witch doctor what? with his. Uh, with he his, has a doctorate in Stephen King. Yeah, I was, yeah, Stephen he's a doctor. King. Sleep. He's a doctor in in in. Uh, getting a beautiful wife. <laughs> <laughs> that she's talented as fuck, which I will. Kate Siegel. Say I am obsessed. Yeah, she's amazing. She's great. She's awesome. Okay, let's um just go through his filmography. So, man, he hasn't. I haven't really seen most of these movies. I've never seen Ouija Origin of Evil. Do I need to go watch that? Is it great? Did he make like a great I mean, he, Ouija? Movie? I don't know. You got to cut your chops somewhere. Sure. It's like watching James Gunn's um, do. He will. He also made. Uh, what else is on the list? Did he do Oculus? He did Oculus. Um, that Hush. Movie, that movie. Hey, Hush is great. Hush is. Do you know what Hush is about? No. Uh, Kate Siegel lives by herself, and she's deaf, and somebody's trying to. Like Kill home invasion, her. her. Yeah, I'll it's watch good. that. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hush is good. Um, I love what I just. I love that sentence that you just said. Someone's trying to home invasion her. It's <laughs> such a funny. That's great. I love that. Um, obviously he's he spent a lot of his last part of his career doing these incredible shows. 
uh, for Netflix. And he has a, a strong desire to continue doing Stephen King. He wanted to do revival. Yes. But he said that he would never be able to get the budget in order to do it justice. Yeah. But isn't he about to, isn't he about to do, um, isn't he, doesn't he have some sort of Stephen King thing lined up? Well, he's the rumor is that he's going to do the dark tower, like a proper dark tower. We're talking Randall Flag. We're talking the Gunslinger. We're I guess I got to read him. <laughs> yeah, a, it's time. I'd rather him do. Some, I'd rather him do Revival. Honestly, me. Uh, if you haven't read Revival, everyone, please do. I know that Jacob has stated this on our Patreon episodes and all the time, but please read it. Just do it. All right, guys. So we've covered a lot of ground. We've uh, earned our Rotten Tomatoes verified badge. We do. Um, Is there some sort of convention we can start going to? You know what we should do? We should we should launch yeah. a website called YHSTomatoes.com. And it's just, we don't even write the full review. We just do the headline quote. And we do every movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And it, but it's like one of us. It's like Jacob Walsh from YHS says, this is a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. All right, everybody. Well, by the way, on the day of recording this, we must say happy birthday to Jacob. But also... Jason Reitman's birthday is today. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Jason Reitman, Gil Keenan, and Ivan Reitman, all born in October. Mm-hmm. Um, so that must be a prerequisite for directing. Here, the great but here's the film. question. Yeah. Say we were out to dinner with Jason tonight on his birthday. Do we tell the waitress? Yes, you tell the hostess. Or do we happy, say- happy birthday. Today's your special day. Happy, happy birthday. The beef of Brady's way. Fried chicken, country ham. It's your birthday hot, damn. Wait, how about this one? Um, <laughs> Jacob's like, what are these things you're doing? <laughs> uh, how about, what if we said, um, fried chicken, ice cream, put me in the next Ghostbusters. It's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Hey, no, if we were out with Jason Reitman tonight, I would I would corner the waitress and say, hey, he's going to be paying. <laughs> 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 and... Uh, Keep those lemonades. I'll have the lobster. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, no, happy birthday to Jason Redman and Gil Keenan. Yeah. Celebrated a birthday last week. Yeah. And uh, we're super excited. We should, man, it's almost October is going to be over soon. Well, hopefully we can start figuring out when this trailer is going to happen for this new Ghostbusters movie. Trailer. We, we need a trailer. trailer. We need a title. We need official synopsis. We need to do things that we need to do. We need the strike to end. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot riding on this. We need to lose some weight so we can fit in our uh, jumpsuits. <laughs> suck at the, the guts, guys. We're a podcast. That'd be a funny shirt. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want that on. Nobody wants to wear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. All right, everybody. Well, this was fun. Listen, subscribe to the channel here on YouTube if that's where you are consuming YHS. If you are an audio listener, we got to let you know, we do this on video every week. So if you ever wondered, hey, I wonder what those guys look like, you know, you can go come find out. Come look at us. Yeah. I think we, a lot of times we hear people like do radio and stuff. You see what you look like. You're kind of bummed. I think we look better than we sound. I know I do. And I don't (laughs) And I and I don't think I look that great, but I when oh, I yeah. hear my voice, I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Move out of Georgia, you idiot. That's what I tell What my, is that? What I'm is right. that? Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so you can find us on YouTube official channel for yes have some podcasts we also have toy anxiety uh which is a separate channel on youtube where we do all of our toy and action figure talk with our buddy ryan dole every tuesday night 9 30 p.m eastern and lastly yhs on patreon for all of your audio and video bonus content over five years archived content that you will get access to immediately on day one for as little as five dollars a month go to patreon.com slash yes have some I've got nothing left to say. Abigail, I'll give you the final word. The body and the blood. Oh, God. The body and the blood. 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 Hi-ho, the Dario. The body and the blood. Hey, let's take a picture. Bye, everybody. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to post that. <laughs>